Happy Palm Sunday, Instagram Live, Facebook Live. How we doing, church? YouTube. How we doing? I love this. I'm like hitting that. These are awesome. That's exactly why God I'm had so us. So thankful have for <laughs> friends at church who dropped these off yes, yesterday. Thank you for our beautiful Love you. flowers. Thank you for, for the flowers and, and the opportunity to go. Oh! Yeah, that was that's an awesome flower. You know, now now the good thing is I have pumps for um so I can make some ash for next ash Wednesday. Oh, next year. Okay, that's why. Gotta keep your palms. Some of you didn't know that. And that's, that's why you that's keep true. your palms. It's a very educational show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like from with flags. It's uh, <laughs> it's purpose with palms. Hallelujah. Oh no. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Happy Palm Sunday. Happy We're so Palm glad Sunday. to be together with you guys. What a great day today is. Ah, I love it. Yeah, it is. It's wow. a beautiful day. Yeah. It is. It's uh, this is my favorite week of the year. It is my leading to my favorite day of the year, um, and I love it. I love it, D. Yeah, I do too. I know. I know because, yeah. You remember I've told you about the issue I have with that song that Kyle has sung every for- morning. Is uh, by the way, I got a text from somebody today who said um, I'm going to be joining in with you next week and uh, be singing that to Pastor Danielle. I'm just saying, a good friend of mine. Why I, don't people love me anymore? I, I, I don't I understand. Love- they hate. It's Easter. There should be love. This Every is morning, it's Easter morning. Pull that off. You started singing that song this morning, and you were like, "I can sing it this morning yeah. because it's not Easter. It's not Easter. This is not the agreement." Yeah. You know, it's funny though because now I feel like whenever you do something that annoys me, I can be like, "Listen, I'm going to tell them <laughs> when we go live." Like I normally I wouldn't you be like, "I'm going to go in." On Literally two seconds before we came on, she's like, "I'm just going to tell them." Well, you yeah, you were like slapping me with the palms <laughs> and picking my nose, like no. No, I don't know what's promise. <laughs> yeah, let me show you the problem. No, no, no. Stay Exhibit over there. A. Stay over there. <laughs> hey, wait, coffee check. Does everybody have their coffee this morning? Yeah. Grab your coffee. Fantastic again. Shout out to my boy, Matt Campana, legendary. Yeah. Last week it was um Luna Roast. Today it is Scholar's Roast. Why? Because I need to be smart. That's all. Scholar's <laughs> Roast. I need all the help I can get being smart. Uh, but fantastic legendaries are awesome. And if you miss Matt Campana this week, oh, by the my way, stars. Matt. Matt was supposed to do like eight to 10 minutes. Was going to do like eight to 10 minutes playing the piano, just doing some worship. And it was almost an hour. He. I had no idea. Like, right, unbelievable. It just kind of was, I was like in a time continuum where I didn't even realize that it had been more than. Because we. And weaving like, in and out of like worship and worship Disney. And like greatest showman. Showman. My like, mind was like crazy. Yeah. It was, but it was, it was gorgeously. Holy, yeah, in a was. very totally. normal way. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Dee, what was really cool, uh, and I know we talk about uh, there's so many people who check in from all over the world, but at yeah. that uh, at uh, on Wednesday night, someone from Brazil, who's you know they're undergoing what we're going through now, and yeah. he just he had he he was watching, and he was like so thankful mm. that it brought some joy uh, and some hope oh, in the midst of it. So really? I mean, like just people from all over. Like, I mean, music as a whole is so healing. You it can is. see it, how it's people's expression right now. Um, even if they don't play an instrument or feel like they can, you know, sing at the front of the line, people are finding musical ways. But then when you couple music with worship, like it's just been, it's been beautiful. Well, it's cool too. I think um, that, that people are finding ways to use their, the anointing to use their gifts yeah. um, in brand new ways. Yeah. Uh, and I know, uh, We've been having tons of, you know, pastoral circles have been having tons of kind of conversations and mm-hmm. and seminars and hey, what's going on and what's working and how's I love I love it. I, I think yeah. this morning I was so encouraged just by the thought that the gospel is uncaged. 
Like, mm-hmm. like, like they can cage us up all they want, but the gospel is uncaged. Yeah. And uh, that's what we're celebrating today. Yeah. You know, this, this day day is such a start. It's a beginning to um, the most important week in history. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, I know we think of it one way uh, and yet it, in, for Jesus, it was something probably very different. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about that yeah. in, the, in a little bit today. But um, I, I hope today that you, in the midst of all of your you know, this is week four of us being um, in our virtual community. In our new sanctuary. In our new, in our new sanctuary. <laughs> um, that, that was built Surprise, uh, so we have a new church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 250 years ago. Um, yeah, which is that's great. right. Um, hey, think we about finally that. have an old church. That's awesome. Y'all don't know, but like, I know y'all think like, I want all the like new gadgets, but the truth is, what do I want? Stained glass. I want an old cathedral. <laughs> my favorite thing in life, my favorite thing in life is I got to preach in Canterbury Cathedral. Yeah, in, I in know. England. Like, yeah. it is like to be able to preach where people have stood and preached for, you know, 1600 years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I was going to say but, is, is, Far less spiritual. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to say, like, you know, when they built this, this part of the house was 18, 1830. 1830, right? Mm-hmm. And we're um, near the beautiful Quaker, friend, the Friends Meeting Home house. And who, you know, how beautiful would that be for them to know that, Oh yeah. like, right, 200 years later, the their house is... Um, being a sanctuary for a lot more than Love even it. just themselves. So, and uh, house. But we'll go you- with yours as being. No, 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 no. It's cool. But <laughs> I, but I do. I know. And we started to talk a little bit uh, a couple uh, last week about uh, our our house started in 1771, which is really cool. But that this house was used for the Underground Railroad. Possibly, 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 used for the, possibly, possibly used for the Underground Railroad. Right? At least yeah. that's what uh, you know. We've some of the research that they handed down to us, but it's but, but just that that thought, dude. Like. It was used to set people free in the tan in the tangible, and today it's still being used to set captives free. Yeah, and that that's what church is all about. It's about why we do what we do. Um, this isn't just so that we have cool Sunday kind of communication. It's because Jesus came to set the captives free. Yeah, for sure. So what, can we? Why don't, why don't we uh, just well, let's let's pray, and then we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll hop in when and Dee's going to lead us in a little bit of worship this morning and. We have a phenomenal uh, service ahead today and a great one for next week as well. So we'll tell you all about some upcoming stuff uh, that's happening at the end of this service. Okay. You keep looking at me. Do you want me to just start belting or <laughs> No, let's pray real quick. Come on, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you are here. And when yes, we say here, Lord yes, God, we mean everywhere. Yes, you are. In everyone's living room and in yeah. hospital rooms, as as in, yes, in, are, in break rooms, Lord God, yes. where people are still working and they're in there and they're ch- and they're checking in father i thank you that you are all over the world moving the way that you do i pray this morning that in each of our lives you woo us even closer to you yes, that our god. hearts respond lord god that this may be a day where we're lifting up our mm-hmm. own palm branches our own hearts our own lives unto you as an act of worship to say jesus here we are come and move have your way be yes. blessed and be praised yes. we love you and we praise you because we know that you are the mighty warrior dressed for battle. You're the conqueror of all. You rose from the grave. And today we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We hope you have your red on. If you don't have your red on, that's okay. We just thought that we Go would get do, your red on. We just thought we would do something um, that shows um, like a connect strong type of heartbeat. Um, but if this is even the first time that you've joined us, welcome. I yes. hope you have your most comfortable pajamas on, your comfortable sweats, take a shower every once in a while and it'll all be good. I know I have some friends from high school who checked in this morning to let me know they'll be watching. Hey, thank you. We love you guys. Yeah. And uh, thanks for yeah. being a part of, of our family today. Yeah. 
So we're just going to um, set the tone of our heart, right? Because so many things in the week are trying to set the tone uh, of life right now. And it's beautiful that we don't just have to try to lasso uh, the focus of our hearts on our own. But right now we get to be led yes. and we get to do it together. And you can know that there are other people doing the exact same thing. And even if you're watching this on a replay, there are other people watching it <laughs> on a right. replay right. and you're yep. going to be joining them. And just, it goes beyond time and space and it's just right in front of Jesus. So I'm so thankful because the one last thing I want to say is that sometimes, you know, um, we sang these songs and it, we were in a, a particular time moment in time of life. And, and now when we sing them, I'm like, Oh my gosh, remember when we used to sing this and everything that we thought was horrible was wonderful. <laughs> like I can see us, you know, in a church yeah. singing this, I can see the church singing this song that we're going to sing this morning all over the place. And when we sang it, we're like, Oh my gosh, we had no idea. And yeah, I'm continually instantly reminded it's all still true. Yes. Yes. It's all still true. Sometimes the things and the places from which we sang the words before may have been from a different, different perspective, place. Yeah, but so the good. truth of the lyric is yep. still all the same. You mean just like every morning is Easter morning from now on? Nope. Don't that, mean that. that <laughs> those words. That, okay. that was not written by Jesus. Okay. Maybe we should close your eyes. Maybe this should be a silent time of portion. Get my palms. Okay, here we go. Let's see my palms. <laughs> I can't. I can't with you. Maybe on the other side. Okay. Go. Sorry. Okay. Let's just be holy. Here we go. <laughs> Mountains are still being moved. Come on. And strongholds are still being loosed. And God, we believe it. And yes, we will see it. That wonders are still what you do, and bodies are still being raised, yes. and giants are still being slain, and God, we believe it. And yes, we see it, that wonders are still what you do. And we are here for you, come and do what you do. We are here, we are here for you. So come and do, do just what you want to do. We set our hearts on you. Come and do, do what you do. Cause we need a move. Yes. We need a move. Miracles happen when you move, and healing is coming in this room miracles happen when you move and heaven is coming 
in this room so we are here we are here for you i know you will come and do what you do so we say our hearts we set our hearts on you and come and do what you do because this is a move yes this is a move Amen. thank you god thank Amen. you god thank you god Father, we need to move. Thank you, God. We need to move, Lord God, over our nation, over our world. Yeah. God, we need to move. You know, D, I was, um, I, just before we hop into the word today, I just, I was encouraged. I, I wrote the team today and um, we started talking a little bit about it Friday night at prayer, which was awesome. But I was so encouraged to think as I woke up this morning about uh, that our, our country is bookended right now with two ships, uh, the, the, the mercy and the comfort um that are bookending our country because uh, everything in between has plague mm -hmm. and that the biggest symbols on those boats above the american flag above you know the u.s navy are big mm -hmm. two uh, giant red crosses mm -hmm. and uh, i was thinking man that's exactly why jesus did that's what today's about really is that um you know because we are in plague, we were in the plague of sin, we, are, we were in the plague of brokenness, we couldn't get out, that we needed mercy and comfort, uh, and that he, he, he headed down that road today. Yeah. Not, not because he needed to be worshipped, because he was already worshipped in heaven, right? I know, that right? was brilliant when you said I, that. I love That's the thought true. that like everybody, it's, it, you know, we get off on the, that, that thought that, okay, well, man, it was all about worship, but he had already been worshipped. He okay. was headed down that road, he started down that road because uh, he wanted to make the cross red. Um, because he knew that we were in plague. He knew we needed mercy and comfort. And uh, that's the message this morning, guys. Mm. It really is. We have to keep the cross central. The cross is the is 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 what Christianity is about. The cross and the empty tomb. That that is the message. When when Paul talks about it, he said, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if he didn't die and raise from the dead, we we are useless. This mm -hmm. is hopeless. There's nothing less. The message of Christianity is not that Jesus needed to be worshipped. He was already worshipped. The message of Christianity is we worship him because he made the cross red by his mercy. We have comfort. So, um, you know, today, as we talk about Palm Sunday, if you brought your Bible with a, with you, would you turn with me to, <laughs> to turn me to that? I know it's like it's like little kids on the playground. I'm going to start pulling pigtails in a minute. Um, Let me tell you what happens to boys on playgrounds when they pull girls pigtails. They get kisses? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Um, turn to Matthew uh, chapter 21, Matthew 21, Matthew is the first book of the new Testament. Uh, it's right there in the middle of your Bible, right there in the middle of your Bible app. Uh, check it out. And, um, I just want to, as you, as you're, we're looking at it, as we're starting to, to find that text, uh, I want to give us a little background, like give us a little understanding because I think we can find ourselves in the story. Daniel was talking about how to find ourselves in the story sure. when we come to those, um, common passages and, I think a lot of times we find ourselves in the worshipers. Like, oh, I, I would be the person right, that worshiped right, right. and throw things down. Like, that's an awesome <laughs> right. part of the story. Or yeah. maybe I'd be the disciple that went and got Jesus, the, the yeah. you know, the, the, the donkey and the colt, the, the donkey and the colt, the, the donkey and the colt. 
We have a South Jersey donkey. Dude, donkey, man. Come here. on. All my people say donkey. donkey. Ah. No, not all. Me and Shrek. Say donkey. Me and Shrek. Shrek's a superstar. <laughs> Shrek is a hero. Um, and uh, but I think what we have to see is that the, those people they were under, they were living in a land of oppression. Mm-hmm. We should be able to find ourselves right in that story because they were living in a land of oppression, of real darkness at that time. Um, yeah. You know, but this moment, there's something that sparked a light, and it was it was Jesus. He sparked this this revolution of praise in the midst of the dark moment. Um, you know, when you really look at it, they were going into their hundredth year of mm. Roman occupation. Mm. This this journey, they were going into their hundredth year of being oppressed, being degraded, having Good. a death. Good grief. Right? Three generations of people. Mm. Like our oppressors have been around like a month or so. And we're like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. But think about three generations mm. of people. Um, who are yeah. oppressed. And yet in this moment, and which I'm hoping comes into us today, they, they allowed Jesus to spark something inside of them that brought praise, that brought worship, that brought a desire to follow him. And we know that some of this, many, some of this crowd fell away, no doubt. But we also know that some of this crowd did not. Yeah. And it sparked a revolution that changed the world. Yeah. And um, I'm believing, I, I believe, Connect Church, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're a part of Connect Church, if you're, part, if you're watching this, I believe that God is trying to spark a revolution inside of us of such intimacy and desire for him that even in the midst of a dark, oppressed world at the moment, that, that, that the thing that comes out of this is freedom for people in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and it matters to three generations of, of oppression of people. Yeah. What, what what can that I mean, what yeah. talk about that for a minute? I mean, the legacy of oppression. I mean seriously, right? Um, so Kay and I have been talking a lot about this, and um, so I had something that I had wanted to share in this part, but this morning uh, I haven't even. Mm-hmm. So this morning I actually felt like when I was getting ready, um, God kind of downloaded something to me, and so as to not uh, since it just is fresh, I'm actually want to read it because yeah. I was. Um, dictating it into my phone when it was happening. And so I don't normally just read it to y'all, but I feel like I want to make sure that I say what I was, what that, I was picking that, up that, on that in my heart. Yeah. yeah. So here we go. So, um, and again, this isn't cleaned up to like, <laughs> to, to say to everybody, this is just what I was, just what I was sensing in my spirit. So before the fall, um, Adam and Eve, they knew full freedom um, within their liberation, right? Yeah, you, would, you would say uh, that, right? 100%, okay. Yes. So when the fall came, they then knew the oppression of confinement. Yes. The oppression of confinement. Yes. Okay? Absolutely. So it's good. Dude. Um. So the Adam then would th- that would exist at the end of his life would not be the same Adam that as he was created to be. That's correct. Because when you live under the confinement of oppression, it changes you. Yep. So if they were created purely, right, they had perfect communion with God. Right. They only knew the freedom of their liberation, yes, right? They didn't know they were, they, were yeah. liber- they, were, they were liberated. So when they knew that confinement, that same person living under that oppression does not come through life the same. Correct. Okay. No doubt. So I believe that, uh, I believe humanity has been on a mission ever since then to find its liberation from the oppression mm. of confinement. Wow. We don't need to be our own liberators. Yes, we cannot be our own liberators. Right, but in our and I'm talking about yeah, but from our human standpoint, we don't even need to be our own liberators, but we need the power to define the liberation, meaning what we believe will make us free. In our human capacity. Wow. We're like we don't even care if we're mm. not providing it for mm. ourselves as long as we have the ability 
to dictate to the liberator what liber what mm. li what freedom actually entails and wow. feels like. Okay. Um, wow. Fast forward then to the triumphal entry, and we won't right. get too ahead because we're going to jump into that now. But the people would have even been fine possibly with Jesus being their liberator as long as he offered the liberation that they sought. Yes. Yep. But still being under generations mm. of oppression, their definition of what actually would have liberated them would have been skewed. 100%. So what you talk about three generations of being oppressed is really, if you think about it, like forever oppression, spiritual oppression. And so we always want, we always think that we have a clear perspective on what would define liberation for us. Yes. So when they saw Jesus coming, many of them thought that he would embody what they would call liberation. 100%. But just be under from what we've been under, it's so skewed. What we would say, even right now, what would cause us to feel liberated from confinement? Just we were talking about yesterday. Just people walking outside, right? Like walk, yeah. taking a walk outside feels liberating at some moment. But yeah. like before this, we would have never said that. Oh yeah, we. I mean, the the what's the thing? Like, did you check the weather tomorrow morning? Is the sun coming I know, it's the out? The sun coming out. Like right? this is the big yeah. talk at the end of our day. Like, are we going to see the yeah. sun? You know, did you did you open the door? Did, did you, you get feel to open outside? The window? Like today's gonna be yeah. six. I feel like a weatherman. Like I feel like I I am a meteorologist. Suddenly, I know when the wind's coming. I know what like. But right, you true, pick babe. up on things that you didn't even appreciate because they're connected to your freedom and, in your mind. And they're also, I, I think we you it's you can at the longer you go under oppression like they did, they would have been happy just having the Romans out. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right? That's it's, how they it's, not even, it. it's not even like, yes. oh, I, I could get prosperity and I could right. have real freedom yes. choices and my hurt yes. could turn into joy. It was I, My worry could turn into peace. They were just like, can we get the Romans out? The worst of the pain. Right, causes. the worst of the pain. And we do that. And that's why I love, you know, Galatians 5.1 says, uh, it is for freedom that Christ came to set us free. We could not set mm -hmm. ourselves free, nor can we define what freedom is. It is for freedom. So Jesus hard. defined the freedom that he came to set us free. Um, and so, you know, so hard because we're positive <laughs> that our insight oh, yeah, totally. would help God yeah. have a better yeah. handle. And we'll talk about that today. <laughs> today. Right. Yeah. And by the way, our freedom that he talks about there is not free to do whatever we want to do. It's freedom to do what we couldn't do before Jesus, which mm -hmm. is to be holy. Mm -hmm. And that's the freedom that he came to set us free in. Let, let's read this. That's so, so insightful. I think that many of us can find ourselves there. Matthew 21 verse one says this. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front in front of you. And immediately you'll find a donkey and a, a donkey, a what? A donkey there and a colt with uh, with her. Loose them and bring them to me. Underline that. Loose them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of the foal of a beast of bird. I'm going to stop there for a moment. He's doing this to fulfill Zechariah 9 9, right. which is a messianic verse, which is talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. Everything Jesus did, not just what he said, yeah. everything Jesus did. Uh, it was proving who he mm -hmm. was. So it's not even enough for us to talk the talk. We have to walk the walk as well. But I, you know, one of these things that I just, I wanted to hop out, uh, hop into this for a second. So you, you go back to it. Ge um, Genesis 49 uh, is a, a, one of the first Messianic prophecies. And it's talking about this moment. Um, and it's Jacob blessing the, the 12 mm. tribes. And he says, he says this, binding, uh, the, the Messiah will bind his donkey to the vine. He's the true vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine. He'll wash his clothes in the blood of grapes. 
I love that. I, I know. I'm, I'm gonna keep. I love that. No, I'm still. I'm still on the two donkeys. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I love. I love it. I, I <laughs> look. Jesus. Jesus. The Messiah is gonna tie himself to yeah. that to that foal, and he's gonna allow us to be washed in the blood of the vine, mm -hmm. which is which is what he yeah. offers us on this Thursday. This whole story is in there. Anyway, I love that. You can go back and look at that in a little bit. But it says the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. Mm -hmm. They brought the donkey and love the colt. That and put their cloaks on them. Most of them, uh, most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him, that followed him were shouting, Hosanna, come on, to the son of David. Mercy, uh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, save us now uh, in, the, in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Mm. It means uh, the Greek word is, it had like an earthquake uh, in it. Who is this? They, the crowd was asking. He's the prophet Jesus. Everything Jesus Christ did and everything he said reveals a truth to us, that his ways are higher than our ways, that he is really trying to bring us into something very new. D, you have this gift because of your gifting, your supernatural gifting about kind of understanding times and seasons. Mm. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't necessarily understand and grab a hold of the, the season, yeah. uh, maybe as clearly as they could. And maybe we were in the danger of doing the same thing if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, Kyle and I talk about this often just because of um, we're, we're built differently. Our spirits are mm -hmm. built differently. So um, if, if someone was to say, you know, what, what do you want to, if, some, if he was asked me, what do you want to say today? The first thing that always just comes out of me. And it's just because again, of how I'm like built in my spirit is that, I, um, without thinking about it, I carry a responsibility to help people identify the times uh, that we are in, but about to be in. Yeah. Right. So it's just yeah, kind totally. of my, just, just where I kind of live. So when I see something like the triumphal entry, I see us in that story so much because I see that they did not identify the season that they were in. They didn't identify the times that they were in. They were identifying the need that yep. they had. So they were assigning that answer to the need to Jesus. Yes, correct. So that's why it goes back to being, you know, the, the absence in our oppression is what we want him to fill. Yep. And so that's yep. what they were doing. And if you think about it, you know, obviously we have the beautiful benefit of hindsight looking into everything, but they did also have the ability to realize that Jesus was fulfilling the the um the, the the words given to them in what we would call the old testament now yeah they had the ability yeah, to see like oh my goodness this is what was said and this is what he's doing so they had the capacity to identify the season they didn't have the desire Oof. to identify the season wow. and that's a hard pill to swallow we have to say that without having judgment because how can we not understand that same thing right now we're spending a lot of time figuring out how to get through this season without wow. pausing and identifying the season that we, we may be in. And when you don't do that, you misidentify Jesus in the middle of this. Yes, Like you assign blame to him. That's not his. You look to him to solve certain things. That is not, he's, that wouldn't be him being about his father's business. Right. Yeah. Correct. And we yeah. also don't, we would miss some of the onuses that are on us within a season should we know oh wait a minute i'm supposed to be a farmer not only the person picking up the produce yes. at the farm stand yes you know like yes. if we don't identify the season we don't identify 
our place, our place in, in it, sin, and we keep making yeah, Jesus yeah. responsible for something that he may have actually supernaturally empowered us in this hour to fulfill, again, not just for ourselves, but for others. Yeah, because they weren't, he wasn't going into that, that's, they, they were looking for a king. Yeah. Why? And he was going to be a king. He just redefined what kingdom it was. Yes. So they were looking to be free. And, and, and he was and giving he was them real freedom. That. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And we do the same thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're just looking, oh, I just want him to heal me or provide for me. Yeah. And we're missing the real big picture of what God's trying to do. I promise you, my friends, God is trying to do something new in your life this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, question. And, and we're going to talk about this in a second. One of the greatest dangers is us trying to get back to, the, to, to oh. uh, when, when, when are we going to go back to? What's yeah. normal? It's the it's the worst thing. Isaiah 43, verse 18 says, forget the former things, forget the past. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I think there's something in our spirit that has to rise up and perceive this new season that he's saying, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a, a water come in the springs into the desert. There, God's trying, it's not God's just getting, trying to get us back to something. He's trying to get us into something. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I don't remember if I said this to you all this week or not. It kind of is like all running together. But um, when we, you know, every day there's a, a press conference uh, with our president and everybody who is on the, I don't know the right word, task force to take care yeah. of the situation that's going on. Dr. Fauci, we love Dr. you, dude. Fauci. And um, Tony. <laughs> and, um, or to those of us who know him now, Tony. Yes. And, uh, but the, the, the president had a very somber moment. Mm. Um, we know how, um, and this is like not a political thing, but I just wanted to like put a face on this, like a human face on this. Like we know that uh, when he came into office, his number one priority was basically the economy, right? His strength yeah. is business. So he had a focus on our economy. And so he got our economy to a certain place. And so when he had to go into one of these um, press conferences, and we were about to announce the 11 million, yeah. you know, people, um, unemployed. the unemployment rate, there was a different tenor to him. Yeah, absolutely. And he said, uh, I miss the way the world used to be. Yeah. We Just woke up and the world moment. changed. Yeah. And, 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 and irregardless of, of who you think, what, who, and where, right, responsibility, right. Of course, it's, not it's what we can all relate to. Like right. I woke up and the world changed. I miss the way the world used to be. Yeah. Um, and like, and, even just like in January, the things that I was tending to and taking care of and losing sleep over and putting all your energies yeah. for, like, you're like, that felt like 5 million years ago. Yeah. Like I would be dying to do that yeah. now. But the the reason it, the reason we're talking about that now is because we identifying a season, the importance of identifying a season also includes then where you're going into the next, next season. season. You can't yeah. go back a season before. So we have to be able to identify the season that we're in so that we know the season that's in front of us. Yeah, powerful. Yeah, I, I, and and God is trying to move us from where we are into this new season. And that's what that's what I love about when Jesus says about the new cult, right? So he, he the new cult's going to be his vehicle to bring in uh, the, this 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 great news mm. and this great movement into the city, mm. and uh, and he says something which I think is really significant for us today. He says, "Loose him and bring him to me. Loose him and bring him to me." I think Jesus wants to first first and foremost, guys, loose us. Uh, you know, it's it's why he came. It's 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 yeah. the bookend of this week, right? What he says in the beginning, loose him, and what he does at the end of this week is loose us completely. To set us free in this moment to be the new cult uh, and not not the not the old donkey, and um, I, I think he wants to loose us first and foremost from from our past, from
from our shame, from our guilt, from all of those generational curses. That's actually what the cross does. The, the power of Jesus's uh, word actually sets us free from those things. And we talk about that a lot at Connect. Um, th there's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation in the, in the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, but in this season, I want to talk about even setting us free not from our past ideals, mm -hmm. from going back to the way it always used to be, getting back to these one. old ideas. When are we going to go back? Listen, he, he says, untie him from the stake that kept him stationary. I, I think that if we stay in that mentality, it's going to keep us stationary into what we were always tied to. Jesus is trying to untie us from some of those th thought processes, from some of those old comforts that we had, some of those old norms we had, and bring us into this new. I've just said before, he's not trying to get us back to something. He's trying to bring us into something mm -hmm. that's brand new. And the, you and I talked about it. You know, the picture God keeps giving me is the picture of Lot's wife in Genesis 19. And that we as a church, mm -hmm. as a people, are in danger of falling into the same failure. God's trying to get her out of Sodom and into this new life, into this new world that he has for her. And her failure is to turn back, is to look back, to, to find her peace in what was back there. And it brought destruction into her life. And, and we could all say, well, of course, it was Sodom. Why would she want to go back to that? <laughs> but right, because that's the easier. Of course, of course, God would punish her. It was Sodom. But actually, Jesus said right before this uh, in Matthew 11, he said, um, Oh, by the way, if Sodom would have had the gospel, if Sodom would have had mm. me, they would still be here today because they would have repented. It's more tolerable for Sodom than for all of us on the day of judgment. So what I, I think we need to grab a hold of that, that mm. there's a danger. I think that there's a danger uh, that there's a lure, uh, a drawing back to the seeming security of the past comfort that we used to have that woos us. Maybe if we're not careful. Mm. One of my favorite movies. Um, I, I love Star Wars, right? I think it's awesome. And one of my favorite movies, the third Star Wars, which is now the sixth Star Wars, but you and I both know the real third Return Star Wars. Return of the Jedi? Yeah, Return oh, of the Jedi. Okay. I they're on the moon go. of Endor and they're saving the world. Those are the only Star Wars. I know they really are. They're three, awesome. That's it. I know. She's right. Um, and uh, and Chewie is on his way to to to, uh, to to save the world, to save the planet, right? And uh, he's not even going to acknowledge that I just uh, like. I love him. <laughs> I love Chewie. Oh, oh, Jacob oh, over there being I'm Chewie. Sorry, production. I know. That our My Chewie bad. was not up to par. I just went. That's ridiculous. You know that this this these iPads they can turn that way <laughs> yeah. real quick. By the way, Jake has his red on today, but it didn't keep him out of his pajamas. Uh, so I'm just saying. Anyway. Let me get back to my point. Chewie, uh, she's taking a picture. She's going to look this. Collateral. Um, <laughs> Chewie sees this food off into the distance that, that he that he used to eat and loved. And he ran to it and he grabbed it, but it was a trap. And it got them all trapped. Yes. It got them off mission. Yeah. There wasn't anything wrong with the food he used to eat. But when he went back to it now, it got him off uh -huh. mission. There's nothing, maybe nothing wrong with some of the life that we had. It's not yeah. about pointing blame. Yeah. It's about realizing that, that will take us off mission because mm -hmm. it's wooing us. Uh, to something that Jesus is is telling us to get away from, because see, there's a two part thing that He says there: loose them, mm -hmm. and then bring them to Me. So it's not you and I just getting away from our oppression or our guilt or our shame, so that we can feel good about ourselves and life is better. And whoa, that weight the weight of is lifted off my shoulders. It's so that we can come to Him. There's a there is a wooing to Jesus in this season. Hmm. Identify it. There's a wooing to him. You may have been comfortable before with your relationship with Jesus the way it was, whether you've just walked with him for a few weeks or whether you've been walking with him for years. But I believe in this season that God is trying to say that old 
that old food that's there that you used to be wooed by, that old sense of comfort, that old sense of a walk of peace, it's actually going to lead you off mission. Because what I'm trying to get you to do is not simply be free, but to be free so that you can come to me. I keep thinking about Lot's wife. Um, what what she was hoping to see when she did look back. <laughs> not even maybe just why she did, but what was she well, hoping to look? <laughs> what was she hoping to see when she looked back? And I think that if we uh, take that time with ourselves this week and really think like, well, when I do look back on what I wish could be again, what is it that I'm yeah. seeing? What is the, because, uh, you know, we didn't think that last season was probably so super snazzy. Um, <laughs> and now we're like, oh, but why is it, is it because we knew how to function in that season, even if the season wasn't the best? hundred percent. Um, what are we hoping to see uh, us being in our old life? Like really ask those questions because sometimes the nostalgia um, totally sells us a lie. So the nostalgia of like the good old days is January. <laughs> yeah. right? like, I know, like, I know, right. You exactly. know, for me, if you, before now, I would have been like the 80s. I love right. the 80s music. I love the 80s everything. I love the 80s style. And now oh, it's like, oh my gosh. Living on a prayer. Except Take no. Take my hand no. and we'll make it, I swear. No. Come on. Whoa. Living on. Okay, I'm sorry. Good. You can send your um, prayer requests to um, prayer, prayer at, at the connector <laughs> and you can pray for me when you send that request. Um, yeah. So I don't even remember what I'm saying. So <laughs> literally I'm like, this is what happens. But, but, but the cool thing. Do you no, think? Don't tell me your point. No, I'm not. I'm not. my point. I'm not. I was trying to help you. Trying to get you back to where you're going. Um, what are we trying but, to? Oh, the eighties. But now yeah. like January, January is the good old days. But like, was it? And why? When I look back, um, not why even, why am I trying to look back? But what am I trying to see? Because what I'm trying to do is then re, uh, re make that happen again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and reinvent it. Reinvent re yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And the truth is, is that this season is a new season. So anything that we try to bring from the old season is going to be rotted. The old manna gets ma has maggots and rot yeah. when we try to bring it in the next day. Really. So yeah. I think that the only other thing I wanted um, to say with that is about um, God just keeps showing me you know he's he has spent a lot of time talking to us as a house about holy ground yeah. and that this is holy ground not over there somewhere whether it's in the past or the good old days or what will be in a year from now if everything is fine but this is holy ground and um i believe that we are entering into a sacred mm -hmm. era wow but i don't think that people would uh necessarily call it a sacred era by their current definition of what sacred looks like. Um, and yet I still believe that we are about to enter into a very sacred era. And I don't believe it's an era that we've ever seen before. Mm. So I think that what we have to establish in ourselves now is a desire to know what the ground of holiness feels like underneath of us and to identify what it feels like underneath of us so that when the other ground shifts and when other things move, we will press in with our weight to what he calls sacred and to what he calls holy and that we'll be able to know it through any storm that tries to move us. Yeah. See, I think, I think that's what was going on here and they didn't even know it. They, they were looking for a new era to be something different. Yeah. He was actually bringing in a, an era of holiness, uh, sacred. Matter of fact, the, the religious leaders, um, I think it's in Luke's version says, uh, tell them to stop. 
Yeah. Tell them to right. stop. This this isn't okay. This isn't yeah. what we think is holy. And Jesus says, if if I tell them to stop, the rocks will cry out. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he said, no, no, there's a new era. There's a brand mm-hmm. new era. And, and church, there's a brand new era of holiness. And I, I, I need to challenge mm-hmm. all of us, especially oh, those of us same. who have walked with Jesus for a long time mm-hmm. and who think that our lives are holy. This is a new era. Uh, we can't, we can't, we can't be the ones that are saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" That what what's happening isn't what what I want. Uh, let let's 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 look at it differently. You know, Peter says in First Peter one, he said, uh, "Be holy, because the Lord thy God is holy." And I think the cool thing is that um, that on this cult that Jesus uh, was releasing, um, that there was there was a that there's there's a weight to this new life. Mm-hmm. I just want to I want to I want to speak that into our there's a weight to this new life. Yes. Uh, it's not to get the weight off of us. It's actually for us to actually feel the weight of it. Um, Mark chapter 11, verse five says about this cult that he's never been ridden before. It's important because uh, in the Old Testament, things that had not been yoked or had not been ridden mm-hmm. were, were set aside for sacred purposes. Uh, and what we see in this picture is our two natures. The donkey, right? Lisa, my, the donkey in my in my picture is the is is my old life, right? Who who's used to carrying burdens and used to right. uh, uh, going through life and getting it and yeah. doing it. And this new cult that is set aside for sacred purposes is the one that Jesus rides. My old life is the ass, come on. Mm-hmm. The new life is mm-hmm. meant to be set aside for holiness, for the sacred purpose. Um, but the only weight that cult would ever know is the mm. weight is the weight of Jesus. The only weight our, our our new lives in Christ should know is the weight of Jesus. That 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 cult it didn't know where it was going. It didn't know why the crowd was was cheering and laying palm branches. It didn't know what would happen That's after true. it got down to where it was supposed to go. It simply followed the nudgings and the guidance of Jesus. And my friends, in this in this. Uh, uh, season. I don't believe that God is just trying to move us into a more uh, moral life, a better cleaned up version of ourselves. I think he's trying to get us to what he promised in John 16, where he said, the spirit will lead you. Mm-hmm. He'll guide you. He'll nudge you. He'll be the one that that that, that leads you through life into this, into this deepness mm-hmm. with God. I think in our, if we're honest with ourselves, we have this thing backward. We yes, see Jesus sure. as the donkey and us as the rider. Um, and he, he, that, and that he'll carry us wherever we want, want him to go. But come on, how many of us know that he was, he was leading them. He was leading them to a place that they didn't hope for and they didn't desire, mm-hmm. but that was actually going to lead them to life. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to the palace, this journey, he was going to the cross. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that going back to that concept of within what Kyle's talking about and, and ground being holy. Um, I think that we ask God right now a lot in, in, in the rhythm of life to come in and make this holy instead of asking him, yeah. how do I make this ground holy? Okay. So if this is going to be a sacred era, how is my daily life going to contain the holiness of you in a very normal, non-weird way by something that I have brought to it? Not just by Correct. me asking God Correct. to bless it. And um, the weight, the weight of it. And I just keep thinking about the Via Dolorosa. Mm. Um, And it's so funny because it has nothing to do with the fact that it happens to also be Holy Week. I just that's not the reason I'm trying to draw these things together. I keep thinking about this way of suffering. And Jesus was Jesus. He had 
he had the confidence and he saw before him, yes, his him reuniting with the father in the fullness, right? Yes, as, correct. As, yep. and, and that being whole, but but in his immediate focus was the Via Dolorosa. So a lot of times right now, I think that what is in front of us, church, is our Via Dolorosa. Correct. Thank God we don't have to provide our salvation and our eternity yes, on our correct. Via Dolorosa, correct. but it correct. doesn't mean that we don't have a Via Dolorosa to walk a way of suffering, to walk in you. right now. And so instead of just looking beyond it and saying, how is God going to get me out of this? I can't wait yeah. till everything is fine until I'm back and everything is at peace again and everything is familiar again and everything is okay and I'm okay and the people I love are Instead of that, how are we looking at the Via Dolorosa that is before us with the weight of the responsibility of bringing holiness to that? And I know sometimes it can be like, okay, well, what does that mean? How? And, and that's so funny because we talk about this and it's like, well, with what I feel is on my life, I don't always feel that it's my responsibility um, in the best way. I don't mean like it's not my problem. I mean, it's like, in other words, if I step in and tell you the how, then I'm actually robbing you from conversations mm -hmm. with God. I think that for me, um, and Kyle always adds good how-tos because that's part of his mantle. But for me, it's to help you identify the season that we are in. We are in a season where that sacred ground, that sacred era is in front of us, but it's by way of the Via Dolorosa. Yes. It, it is by way of suffering. And we can't just be asking God to make it holy because the word, like Kyle just says, says be holy yeah. for the Lord, your God is holy. So what, how are we being holy and occupying this mm. new sacred wow. era with holiness? There's look, there are no crowns without the cross. There's the, the cross always precedes any crown of life. Uh, there's no empty tomb without the the, the suffering of the cross. Um, you know, D, I think I think one of those things uh, that can help us or can hinder us from mm -hmm. um, really kind of stepping into this new thing is we can actually see it in here. I, I love before Jesus could enter the city to establish that new era to to set people free. There's something that that the the disciples had to do that was I think significant and significant for us. They had to take their cloaks and mm -hmm. put it on the the colt. And it, in the natural, it was, it's just, you know, so he could have some more cushion between them and it's a better ride. But in, in the, in this, in the supernatural, I think it, it, it's a picture of two things for us. One, that they had to be willing to give something that was valuable, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the, the less we feel, I think that we're going to go back to our old way of safety and our old way of, uh, uh, right. of comfort, the more unwilling we are to give away something that we see is valuable, so true. right? And so, uh, you know, last week you talked about hoarding and uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot, a lot of times we, when the la the more we think that we're not, we can't go back to comfort, the more we begin to hoard. And in these times, it really shifts our sense of value, right? We literally in this season, we have to determine what is really valuable to us because like, is it toilet paper or Starbucks? Yeah. Right. Because a month ago, you'd be like, ah, I'll give up some toilet paper for Starbucks. Now, Today, you're like, square. You, dude, you will <laughs> knock your grandma out. Come on, somebody for some toilet paper, just the way that works. Um, and so I think we see it in, in the crowd as well, because um, the more oppression that that came to Jesus, uh, the less valuable Jesus became to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because uh, yes. the, the, it, it, that there was more who were there worshiping him than that were yeah. at the cross. Mm -hmm. And Matthew, Jesus said, Matthew 6, 21, where your treasures, your heart will be. So I think in this season, there's this thing that it starts with being able to say, I'm going to take some stuff that's valuable to me and make sure that I, I put it under Jesus. But I think the second part of that, that's so beautiful 
And it's what Jesus was speaking to me this week. And, and I hope maybe he's speaking to you is that a cloak is what they used for, for protection. Mm-hmm. It's what protected them from the external things, the rain, the cold, the, the heat, the elements. And so it was yeah. this self-protective mechanism and that they had to put under Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like it had to go under Jesus, both under him, between him and the cult. And before uh, he literally, they used it as a road mm-hmm. for him. And the, if we're not careful, our self-mechanism, our self-protection, and I, I have lots yeah. of them and I, I've been in this um, isolation moment. Some of those self self protections are coming out even more, and I have to recognize them and bring them and say, "I, I man, I, I got to get this under Jesus. This is the thing that's going to keep me from the freedom He has for me. So it's going to keep me from. I got to get under Him." Yeah. So, and we have to close up yep. because we have other things to talk to you about too. But I want to leave you with this because I think that the greatest thing that we use to protect ourselves is normalcy. Yeah, correct. Anything that we identify as making us feel normal and be and be normal mm. is what is the greatest covering of protection that we use. So I want to read something to you that our wonderful friend Ralph Castillo wrote. Uh, Ralph is a, a pastor at yeah. Saints Church, yes. right? Um, Christ Tab was Christ Tab, and he wrote something magnificent, and it says, "Dear Normal, <laughs> it was nice knowing you. Thank you for your help in getting me to this point." but I am writing this letter to bid you farewell, goodbye. I am writing this letter for you and me as a reminder that I never want to do life with you again. You made me too comfortable. You told me it was okay to settle. You rocked me to sleep with abundance. While you didn't silence my voice, you curtailed it. I have new friends now, unknown, future, optimism, innovation, growth, faith. Rest in peace, normal. Here's to new norms. Here's to uncharted territories. And here's to unprecedented growth. R.I.P. Wow. It really is, guys, what we talked about from the beginning. This it's we have to keep the cross central uh, in this journey. You know, Jesus D in this journey positioned himself in the center of their worship. Um, and, and it was, that's the direction that he wants to keep in our life in the center of it all, you know, from being the center of their worship to kind of being the center of the cross, Jesus was revealing this new era. And uh, I just want us to note really quickly that worship won't keep us. If the cross isn't central to our lives, worship won't keep us. I love that they worship God expressively in this moment, but when Jesus didn't become the King that they wanted, um, it wasn't enough to hold them mm-hmm. in the new day. Our worship won't hold us if the cross is not central. Jesus had said right before this, Matthew 6, 20, uh, 16, 24, right? Uh, to, that if we want to be his disciple, we must deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him. And the cross of Jesus Christ has to be central to everything that we are, to our worship, to our life, to our identity of freedom, to all those things. Um, you, you and I were just talking and we're going to, we're going to, uh, rap in just a second, but you and I were, you and I were talking, um, last year, Danielle and I got a chance to be on this road and, uh, you start in the Mount of Olives and you go down at the top of the Mount of Olives, you go to down and back up into Jerusalem. And there's something really cool about this road because it's the same road that King David fled, uh, when Absalom, his son rebelled against him. He fled up this road. It's the same road, right? So, uh, it's the same road here that Jesus takes to go into Jerusalem. 
the, the you know the 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 first son's rebellion caused the first king to abandon uh, Israel uh, Jerusalem, mm. but it was the first son Adam's rebellion mm. that caused the King of Kings to enter Jerusalem on that day, wow. and that's that it, it's our rebellion that caused him to go in that day. It's our rebellion that causes him. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He was singularly focused that day. In the midst of all the worship, I, you know, we said it already in the beginning of this, Jesus did not start down that road to be worshiped. He was already worshiped in eternity for in heaven. He started down that road because in front of him was one thing, the cross of Calvary. My friends, you and I have to keep the cross central to who we are both what it did in our lives and the sacrificial nature of it to give it away to other people. That's what Christianity is about. The beautiful cross of Jesus Christ, forgetting what is behind. Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what, what is behind, I press forward to what lies ahead to the upward call of Jesus Christ. And that's what we invite you into today. Yes. If you, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never had that opportunity to say yes to him, he loved you so much. He in the midst of it all, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, suffering its shame because he loved you so much. Yeah. That's the story we tell today. That's what the palms initiated, this movement towards you. So today, if you're far from him and want to get to know his love for you, if you want to give him your life and just say, Jesus, all that I am and all that I have, I want to surrender to you. We're going to pray in just a second for you to be able to do that. Maybe you've prayed that prayer before, but to be honest, you're far from God today. Maybe you find yourself always looking backwards, trying to get back to what was rather than actually get to know who this new king is. Maybe you've been waiting for Jesus to do something for you rather than actually to do mm. something in you with him. Today's your day. The Bible simply says, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in my heart. He died for me and rose again. I'll be saved. Today, I'll be saved. Can we yes. pray maybe together? Yeah. Can we pray? If you want that in your life today, no matter where you're sitting right now, whether you're in a hospital bed or one of the medical workers who are taking care mm -hmm. of those who are, maybe you are in a, a, a break room with yeah. some friends right now, maybe you're in a living room in your pajamas. If you are young or old, it doesn't matter. Right now, whether you think you're good or bad, every one of us can come to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And if that's your desire today, just know it's been his desire since before you were born. Just pray this prayer with me. Just say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Here I am today. Here I am today. I've come to give you my life. And I've come to give you my life. All that I am. All that I am. All that I have. And all that I have. All that I ever will be. All that I ever will be. I give to you now. I give to you now. I'm asking you, Jesus. And I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of all my sin. Forgive me of all my sin. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Cleanse me of everything I've done wrong. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. Make me a child. Make me a child. From this day forward. From this day forward. And for the rest of my life. And for the rest of my life. I choose to follow you. I choose to follow you. With everything I've got. With everything I've got. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Awesome. Amen. Hey, I want to let you yes. know too that if you prayed that prayer with us for the first time and you would like, uh, if we have a free book that we would love the opportunity to send your way. It's called The Surprise of Your Life. It yes. was written by one Brilliant. of our pastors on our team and the forward was written by Carson Wentz. And it explains what we just talked mm. about in very easy to understand language. It helps you kind of know what my next move is with God and 
what does life look like now and what can it look like now? So we would love to be able to offer that to you. If you would send your name and your address to prayer at theconnectchurch.com, prayer at theconnectchurch.com. As soon as we're able to, we will drop a copy <laughs> of that in the mail. I know we've already uh -huh. gotten um, ones out to y'all yep. um, that have sent and requested that. So thank you for doing yeah. that. It's Especially guys, if you grew up in, in kind of religious background that made you think you had to work for salvation, this book is brilliant. It's brilliant. Hey, we have some really cool. We have some coming quick, up tonight. Real, real, real quick, quick. I'm gonna run out of time. Uh, <laughs> hey, tonight and all week, Holy Week's gonna be awesome. Tonight we have a new thing called Chew the Fat, and uh, it's gonna be with uh, an NFL player every day this week. My interviewing them on Instagram Live, only Instagram Live. It's a yeah. phone call. You'll see their faces tonight. We're starting off with our friend Zach. A. Zach Ertz is gonna be on yes. seven o'clock tonight with us. Make sure that you check in, check the schedule off of uh, uh, CCB. Follow us. Every day this week. Plus, we've got stuff for Holy Week. Good Friday service starts at 10 a.m. There's new videos every week. We're going to be doing all sorts of cool stuff. And one other thing I'm going to throw in there yep. on, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? I can't remember, Jenica. I'm sorry, but I'm doing... Um, like a Google chat just with the ladies of the house, just ladies. What? So if you don't already know about that, then that means that you aren't in connection with Jenica yet. So I'm going to tell you real quick off the cuff, Jenica, <laughs> is it Jay Hannigan? How does it work? The connector? Yeah. Yeah. Jay Hannigan. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Hannigan, like Hannigan, Hannigan, H-A-N-N-I-G-A-N, Jay Hannigan at theconnectchurch.com and she'll get you hooked up to get those emails so that we can all hang out just the light, just the ladies, just the ladies. this week. Because um, yeah, so we're gonna move to the to the to the fat this week instead of doing during the day things. But I still wanted to get together with the ladies. So. To the fat, Good Friday's coming up, guys. All sorts of fun stuff. And next Sunday is Easter. Yeah. The reason, by the way, we're doing to the fat is that you can share it with your friends. Get them to actually uh, invite invite your friends um, to hear these great men of God who also yeah. they may know through sports. Yeah. Talk about what Jesus is doing in their life. Church, we love you. We love you guys so much. We miss you. We miss Thank you. you for being with us. Yes. We'll Have, see you tonight. I'm see waving you, you with my palms. Goodbye. Bye, see you tonight. See Seven o'clock. Seven. Guys. IG Live. Seven o'clock. Bye, YouTube. We love you guys. Fantastic. Bye, you guys. You're awesome. Oh, he didn't. There we go.